0: Welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Uh, this is Josh. And this is Max. And we're excited that we, again, I, I think I say it every week and I remain excited. We're always excited. We're always excited. And I'm especially excited, uh, the sixth grader and me, the inner sixth grader is particularly psyched about the fact that um, we're going to be doing the Beastie Boys Licensed to Ill today. A debut album. This This was an interesting week, I
1: gotta say. This has been a week that I am so glad that we've waited this long to do this album. Okay. Uh, because I feel like it would be very hard for me to talk about this album um, if we hadn't talked about a lot of what we've talked about in the past.
0: Uh, go to, tell me more. Tell me more. So,
1: um, it'll, it'll be important. It's, it's more of the comparison between specific songs and specific um, – and, and, and our um, hip-hop and our rap experience so far are limited, though it may be. Also, um, specifically Rage Against the Machines – um that one came up uh at one point definitely for me it it has been oh yeah for sure it has been like this has honestly been the album that i remember i was listening to it because we got we have the rule that we have to listen to every track twice i mean i think this is the album where i remember on that second time i was like i'm gonna have to listen to this album a lot more than i have to listen than i have to listen to most of our other albums just because this is a
0: dense product uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that. So this is the first album, uh, hip-hop album, that I was able to memorize the words to, memorize so many of the words. And I can't tell you the number of echoes. Oh, well, actually. Just call in- me Jimmy Page because the girls I like are or- under eight. Oh, I'm, I was, I was going to bring that up later on. <laughs> um, yes, yes, that line does come up. And it I did, it did uh, uh, make me a little bit prickly. Um, but this or Raising Hell by Run DMC, both of them, which coincidentally, they toured together, um, both of them produced by Rick Rubin, Uh, Rick Rubin,
1: yeah,
0: that's interesting, oh yeah, yeah, and, um,
1: oh, I forgot that name came up, yeah, you're right, oh yeah, Yeah, most definitely, and
0: uh, he was very, very important in terms of um, the the entirety of the sound, and uh, they also toured in this album, or during this album, uh, behind Madonna, as well, in 1983,
1: yeah, yeah, like a
0: virgin tour, yes very nice well that's interesting i think of this so they wikipedia it's a beautiful website few people have heard of it right 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 right, right. um i didn't realize that they were a touring act that early because this album came out after 84 84. okay i believe this is an 84
1: album yeah it is it must have been a slow burn it really was um i mean it had it had seven singles okay so that definitely had something to do so i mean real honestly the making of this album is not as I would say is less fascinating than the post of this album's release because it is definitely very strange with how with how like seven singles is crazy right. on any album. But then also weirdly enough, after the album, um, because of kind of the strange nature of the uh, of basically life being in the band, um, every single um, each of the three Beastie Boys at one point um kind of quit the beastie boys
0: well and then the other two and then the other two brought him back in well you know the thing is is I, I think that this this album was kind of like a uh, a burden i can't remember uh, what the word is um yeah, uh, yeah, an yeah. albatross yeah. yes um, yes because and they definitely grew out of this very oh, yeah. very early on and if you listen to paul's boutique there is a radical shift Which, in
1: uh, what do you think of paul's boutique actually let's
0: oh uh, i I, th- I think paul's boutique is one of the best albums that i've ever heard it is way ahead of its time um it was uh, because pretty... that's how
1: i've heard it described oh it is ahead of its time and that basic is a ba- basically it aged incredibly well is what i've heard
0: yeah yeah it's interesting i think that paul's boutique uh, um is the first uh album ever to be created solely based on samples and it's done by the Dust Brothers, who would then go on to do uh Bex Odele, which I also put into that same category as something that's um way ahead of its time. Now, um my my buddy Jimbo um has an argument to be made that nothing is ahead of its time. I think we brought that up before. Oh did did we bring it up we before? We probably have. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say I, I, probably during Zeppelin. That, that, that you that know that what makes sense. that may very well be so. And I I, I disagree and he probably will come on a podcast at some point and be willing to elaborate further on this this concept of something being not or something incapable of being ahead of its time and um I, I i think that that's a technical argument that when the point really being um futuristic compared to anything else that was being produced at that time um one of the funny things just so that's what i'll say about Paul's boutique uh just just a stunning uh piece of music a landscape of music absolutely i i spent okay, i definitely yeah. memorized that album too and i would uh, see it's interesting because okay so my relationship with the beastie boys so i i found out about them when i was in 6th grade so it must have been 1986 and i remember um that uh, fight free right to party was was, was a popular yes. was song and it was i i want to say that i even heard it at my elementary school at an after school event doesn't and surprise and me. same thing with, um, in the PE class that I, I could swear that the, the song was also played, um, during that as well, which is kind of funny considering the context in, uh, right. we'll, we'll get more to that later, but then what ended, you know, the sorts of music that you're into in sixth grade usually doesn't age very well. And the, when Paul's boutique was released, it wasn't pop. It was a, it was an absolute and utter flop Yep, because, um, Though, like I said, it's brilliant in hindsight. Um, At the time, people were hoping to hear more Brass Monkey or Girls or Fight Free Right to Party, and that just wasn't what that... You want to talk dense, by the way. That album is freaking dense. Take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then... um, So then they do an... total stylistic change um in uh, 1991 with check 92. your head 92 Okay, uh, I've, I've got the list in front of me okay good uh, fine um <laughs> and then uh to, with check your head that where they all of a sudden started playing their own instruments and all of a sudden they got a lot more street cred and um they had two hit singles off that album and so that that made me go back not go back that made me buy check your head because it was really really cool at the time and Ooh, then it's a long album yeah, yeah. Well, half of it is um, skits, no music that they, they oh. play their own tunes on that one. So they go from Paul's Boutique with no um, live music to an album that I'm pretty sure that they played most of the music for all right and um so then that's what made me backtrack into paul's boutique and so paul's boutique to me was just a an absolute discovery i thought it was remarkable
1: oh also a fun a fun thing that came up on a monday uh, me and my friends have a uh you know me and my friends have a trivia group that has so far gone out once mm-hmm. but um our tentative name currently is hot sauce committee part Two.
0: Oh, nice yeah, nice. And, and is that uh, that is it, Boys it, oh, yes it
1: is it is their only instrumental album okay yeah because i was talking to a friend who um who I wish I could have had on the podcast, but um it felt a little too awkward to to make the pitch. Right. And uh, but um, but the, hey, the, you they get are together with my dad. And yeah, about- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I would have done it one on one. I would have done it one on one, and then just sent you the file. But um, uh, they are a big fan of Paul Revere, and I really wanted to talk to them okay, about. Okay. And I wanted to talk to them about that. And so we were going through everything else, and I was like, awesome. and they're they're also on the trivia team, and I was like. Hot Sauce Committee Part Two sounds like a great name because the op- other options, uh, the other option was the senior
0: citizens. Ah, that's clever. It's, it.
1: it's no Hot Sauce Committee Part
0: Two. No, it's not. It, well, I would be curious to know how many people. Uh, would be would who you'd be competing against would be aware of where that's coming from. Well, and the thing that kind of throws it is it's part 2. <laughs> Just randomly. I was another brick in the wall, part 3. Right, right, right. So, um as far as this this album goes, um I, I, Re-listening to it is it, very fascinating to me um, in the same way, if you recall, when we talked about Pearl Jam 10, how I hadn't digested any Jimi Hendrix and then having done Eddie, all that. Uh, Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you said Jimi Hendrix. No, no, no. That that when I originally listened to Pearl Jam when I was a kid, right. I had not digested any Hendrix. And okay. so now my going back and listening to it. Okay, okay, all okay. That, 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 okay. that uh, Hendrix influence is the same way here. I didn't know a single sample on this album when um, I initially heard it, and to think the, how sample strong it is. Right, like I didn't know any Zeppelin, I didn't know any Black Sabbath. As far as I was concerned, this was all brand new original material for me, and um, it struck me that um, that it that it might have. Been, and that's all Rick Rubin, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that it struck me that they might have been. Trying to also appeal to an older audience who would have recognized that. And I also, another thing back to Paul's Boutique, sorry to be all over the place. I but um, I think Paul's Boutique was one of the last albums that was released with samples prior to them actually writing legislation about what could be used in a sample, how much could be used, um, how much you had to compensate the original artist for it. I think at that point, they were still pretty underground use of samples. And so it was it was very unregulated. So I think that that's one of the reasons why Paul's Boutique ends up standing out is because they were able to use all of those samples and Pro Tools too. All right. Um, I, go um, ahead.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking through. Um, I mean, honestly, I... I think, I think we're ready to start rhyming and stealing.
0: Well, well, hold on. We are not ready. We're not ready. No, the the rhyming and stealing will commence soon. But I just wanted to give give overall uh discussion just about the um their awesome distinctive voices oh, and God, the the I mean. deft interweaving of lines. And I think that that's what made it so fun to sing along to as a kid because you could kind of almost like impersonate each of them yeah. in, in my they all had their own they all they all have their own unique cadence and mm-hmm. style and but they still bounce back and forth yes. with each other so well mca um definitely has the voice that stood out the most to me as a kid that i thought was was way way um awesome i,
1: see, I would say mike d personally
0: um mike d i think was my favorite of them but MCA's voice, his actual voice, was, um, I think, is probably my favorite one. Um, so, and, and I also like the um, so many hidden references in the lyrics. Hip-hop is oh, particularly I, good I mean, at that. This is... It's, well, Stacked. We, it, I imagine Genius I, probably can assist someone in transition. Uh, transi- it can.
1: I, sadly, I... I, I I've, honestly, I wanted to go off my ears this time. Mm-hmm. And I did not write most of them down. But um, I... I, I I feel like the fun is in the discovery for this album. Mm-hmm. The fun is in the sitting there, and then you're like, "Oh, they said that," and then you're kind of like that, and then you listen to it the fifth time, and you're like, "Oh, they said they said that." Oh yeah, it, it's like, it's like a it's like a more subtle version of Ramble On. Ramble okay. On, okay. R- okay. Rambling, where you're like, oh, this has been Lord of the Rings for a solid
0: chorus. Come on now, though. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, I don't know to what extent I was. It was I was affected by my age when it came out too. Like, I don't know that that I could um, embrace something that was like this for, and I think that's what the British bridging the, the gap sort of concept is. Cause I, I can't imagine that the, that there's a contemporary artist who could release something that kind of hits me like this. Um, there, that,
1: there's one that does for me. I would totally say Post
0: Malone. Post Malone is the the, the name that I have on my notes as far as why, how I don't know. I, or also for others, I would say Billie Eilish
1: as, as not for me, but I would say they're totally people who, like, have latched— am just got a massive fan base, so that have just latched on in a similar way.
0: I think that for— Okay, if if I were assessing, I think Post Malone is a better example than Billie Eilish because there was something, like, um, naughty and underground and, um, I don't know, a little bit more— punk style or rock style to this than what I associate with Billie Eilish, truly. I'm not that familiar with her catalog, so I, so I can't I can't be that clear on it. And I'm not that familiar with Post Malone's catalog either, but I am enough to know that it's a little bit naughty as well. It, it can be. There's Re-
1: there's some. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe a reference or two. Uh which which um strangely strangely enough reminds me. Um, do you want to know what album we're doing next week? Oh my goodness, yes. Absolutely. We are doing, it is my pick. It is
0: Elton John's Honky Chateau. And boy, that is going to be a definite change from Beast yeah, it'll, uh, it'll Boy's be, License. Exactly.
1: Still. Well, you know, we like to diversify. We like to keep our music tastes uh, nice and varied over the course of this podcast. We don't just want to stick with our uh, 80s and 90s rock.
0: Right. So, Well, I was going to say one other thing too is as far as me not being able to really take in a new artist or a new artist album that way. I think one of the things, um, back in the day, there was this company, they were called BMG and Columbia House. And you could order like um, six albums for like a penny. And then you had to buy four at regular price over the course of a year or something like that. And um, I remember I convinced my parents that I that I should do this, and um, they actually went along with it. But it was interesting because my mom at the time, well, my mom she's still my mom, um, but at the time at the time I wanted to get them as cassettes, and my mom was like, "No, you're not, cassettes. Cassettes are not a. Don't get cassettes. Um, you should get uh, albums Vitals. like uh, vinyl." absolutely and so i was i was talked into doing that for a long time it was a major regret of mine that i had vinyls because Do you remember
1: any of the albums
0: yeah i do i remember it was well Beastie boys uh white snake slide it in which i don't think that i ever listened to the entirety of that <laughs> album and i got that because i also got white snake white snake which um i did enjoy at the time and those are the only three, you know. I'm sure if I sat and thought about it a little bit more, because I'm sure, sh- like I said, I know I got I got six of them, um, but I just can't remember what the other ones were. I did, I, you know, I had Michael Jackson Thriller, and I had Journey. Escape was the first record that I ever got, and I got it for my eight year old birthday. My, maybe even younger, actually. Now that I think about it, because I would have been in Stockton probably for my six year old birthday. We did the math on when it was made, you would know, and it was from my my very Escape. very yeah, my very sophisticated 13-year-old babysitter was who um, got it for me at the time she lived um, across go. the street. And let's see what year it was, and I'll probably be younger Escape. than I thought. It would uh, have been 81. 81. So for my 5 year old birthday, <laughs> I got uh, Journey Escape. And I do remember liking it quite a bit. Um, I'm still, I'm not a fan of Don't Stop Believing. I believe I've addressed that, that in the past.
1: Uh, 1.2 billion listens on Spotify. Uh, yeah, Don't Stop
0: Believing. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but, um, so for me, since I had it on an album, um, on vinyl, um, anytime I turned it on, I was listening to the entire side of it and i think that's so different for you are not required to listen to any album uh, except no. for, except for, for bridging the gap well except for bridging the gap like, which has fundamentally changed my listening to music did you I, I don't know if you know knew this or not but we're the bridging the gap playlist which is still available and on spotify free all that sort of thing in the same place where you see this here um if you look up bridging the gap you'll probably see it. it is over 24 hours long now Yep. And so if, and, and there, and there are some spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, if you want some spoilers for what's coming up next, um, please feel free to check in. Um, and we, Hey, we'd love to get feedback and or contributions from anyone because I, also, um, Spotify now allows you to rate
1: podcasts.
0: Oh, Oh, you know, I know that remember yes. we, we figured yes, that we out did. because I know there's at least one five-star rating. Yeah, on there Reddit. are,
1: there are at least two. Right. <laughs> there are.
0: Um, so anyway, I think that it's, it may be time to it's rhyme and time. or steal I, or I, both.
1: You know what? Jimmy Page did both. I think we can do both. <laughs> All right. So, rhyming and stealing. What's what, what your take? And Stealin. I mean, this this is the beginning. It, it was funny. So yesterday morning, I was dri- I was driving. Th- I was driving to school with Sabine, and um, we just had the bridging the gap playlist, a- as aforementioned, um, just on random. And Rage Against the Machines came on, mm-hmm. and I just had a light bulb moment of that this song. Yeah. It, that of like how not only this whole album but how this song in particular probably influenced uh, Tom Morello's uh, distortion uh, heavy playing with the whammy
0: pedal. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Tom Morello... Well, first of all, I think that Rage Against the Machine were definitely influenced by this album. And I'd say that that's that's the seedling of Rick Rubin again. Rick Rubin has not worked with... the Beastie Boys, or did not work with the Beastie Boys, but his fingerprints are all over this. Like I said, incidentally, his fingerprints are also all over the new uh, Chili Pepper um, album. It's the double album um, that's coming out, and I think that a while back we mentioned um, the, the, the single, first single, "A uh,
1: Black Something." Um,
0: uh, I'm a uh, Black Summer. Is
1: it Black Summer? Black Summer. I think that yes. that's the one.
0: But then the the second one came out, and I love. I think that song is awesome. Which it is makes me Poster super- Child. Yeah, who uh so so Rick Rubin is also he's still working. In fact, he also did that documentary series with um Paul McCartney.
1: Oh nice. Yeah,
0: the Hulu yeah, documentary yeah, yeah. series. Yeah, the In black and white one. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's really good. And um he's he's incredibly good. But I was going to say that um uh back to your rage against the machine thing. Um, well you know these samples are first of all those drums are um drums from Led Zeppelin 4 yep. and um that the riff is um Black Sabbath Sweet Leaf and I did not know that. Yeah, See yeah. I have
1: not I I am even though we have done an Aussie single album my Black Sabbath knowledge is limited to like the greatest of hits like it's Iron Man and um like it's literally Iron Paranoid, Man and Paranoid, Paranoid like yeah. that is it's, it, I I am Beavis and Butthead of Black
0: Sabbath. <laughs> Actually, that is um Sweetleaf, which is the one that this is, um, takes from. But I was going to say more specifically also, the Zeppelin sample here is, is When the Levee Breaks from Led Zeppelin 4. Um, killing it with the flip-flop of lyrical content yes. back and forth right away. Uh, great opening song, opening riffs. Um, it's funny, uh, I've already said it, but it's funny to me to listen to this now, knowing what the source material is and thinking about listening to it when i was a kid and not knowing any of the source material and thinking that it was just so ridiculously cool and um, then discovering the source material to continue to repeat myself um love it great opening track yeah Uh, it really sets you up for what you're going to see as we move forward
1: yeah yeah, it does and i mean really like i i feel like we could well actually um all right let's move on actually what i want to talk about next is best talked about in within a chunk of songs okay So let's move on to the new style. Which, so, I mean, well, this
0: has the 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 aforementioned lyric. Right, right. um,
1: But, um, which by the way, you make high schoolers laugh a lot when you
0: say that. Yeah, well, well, here's the thing too. Um, so... Did you play this single during
1: class? Uh, n- Which, I mean,
0: I don't know if they get the Jimmy Page reference, so... No, I didn't get the Jimmy Page reference when I was a kid, and not only that, I didn't realize that that's a legit reference. You know, oh, Jimmy oh, Page... Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, read, I've read the book. I've seen okay. the pictures. Let's say for our audience, you, you've you read more of the book. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that he literally... A documented was, relationship. With a 14-year-old, and docu- he was known as being, like, predatory... Not, not only strangely predatory towards especially young girls but he would like the rest of the the band would go out and like party and go to a club or whatever so they'd go mix with everybody no he would send people out to bring them back to him
1: yeah
0: yeah no yeah why? he so, was
1: yeah he he had a well like th- 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 this is not an allegation this is a well documented right it's insane like, to me like uh, which, which actually i i know we're about to go on, mike going on off a zeppelin cake did I've heard um vague things on the internet and on Wikipedia, the best sources, <laughs> that maybe um their manager had more to do with that than um page himself. That maybe he might have motivated that behavior. Uh, I'm curious.
0: Um, I don't think that he motivated it so much as he supported it and encouraged like I, I think that he was he was all about keeping everybody happy in the band and making sure that the money continued to roll in, the party continued. And um, so then that meant other
1: things continued and he just kind of accepted that.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I'm only now, I'm just over halfway through the book. I'm sorry, I'm going at a slow pace, but it's pretty long too. Yeah, it's it's a dense book. Right, right. But I would say, so if I'm over halfway through, about two fifths of the way through is when um, it becomes a little bit... Un uncomfortable okay. to think about the, the degree I would say
1: around two Led Zeppelin two or three or... uh no
0: no it's after Led Zeppelin four f- it's actually after House of the Holy. Oh the, so the, because it's when they're the heroin years. Well it's heroin hasn't come in yet. Oh, Coke geez. is definitely oh. going crazy, to get crazy. But it's it's um LA too that they're oh, yeah, so, yeah. so Basically, I guess, and I again, I we'll know- We'll go back to Beast Boys' eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, but in terms of the, the Zeppelin trajectory, I didn't really know anything about them in context in terms of the fact that they were not huge in England necessarily, but they were really? massive in the United States. Yeah, they were kind of looked down upon, and Jimmy Page was always frustrated that he didn't get like the street credit that he deserved. As so you, he's yeah. constantly uh, fishing for that, but they would book tours in America and just- Go crazy for six months, and American big dumb Americans love You're... them. Some big dumb Zeppelin. Uh, I, I I say that as a big dumb American myself. Look, Mark Marin would agree with you, Mark. right? Right. Oh yeah. Oh for <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 No. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure that this album would be made nowadays. And newer songs probably um have more explicit themes, like things that you would hear on the radio oh, nowadays or mean, whatever. Post but
1: Malone. Bring back Post
0: Yeah. Malone. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, but. I still think the the nature of the inappropriate discussion on this is not something that would be tolerated to the same extent. Anyway, back to the actual
1: style of the song. Okay, go on. Um, the I, I think that maybe my 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 favorite part, because of how different the first part of it is, is the finale. The, is uh, the, the breakdown. The the, yeah. com- the complete and utter shift that is that is that breakdown. It feels it is unlike any breakdown that I think that we have covered over the course of this podcast. It is um incredibly unique um i just i i really i really do enjoy that breakdown
0: well and one of the things i i think it's interesting because i would not have described this as a dense album when i hear um uh, other hip-hop artists especially today like a kendrick lamar is going to oh, be yeah. way more dense than this to me and i i think some of these lyrics are, are almost comforting in their predictability. And it also makes it so that they're more catchy and more likely to be sung along to, whereas I think a lot of hip hop these days, um, it is the, um, it's a the vibe. Hook. Well, so yeah.
1: it's, and, and then it becomes, it's a hook and then it becomes the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have gotten on after our, Kanye podcast, I've gone on a Kanye kick over the past seven days. Like, it's been, I have been just, like, my Dark Twisted Fantasy, 808 and Heartbreak, and then, like, just going crazy because I saw that um Kanye's, um that My Dark Twisted Fantasy, mm-hmm. number 17 of all time on Rolling Stone's Top 500.
0: I remember it coming out, and I remember it being massively, it, massively Which, popular. it's a
1: fantastic album. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, like, yeah, that is what it is. What happens is there's a hook, and then you're in the vibe. Mm-hmm. And then it just, you kind of roll with it.
0: Yeah, I'm having a hard time with Kanye these days. That that's that whole it's a whole conversation for another yeah. another thing. I know. But did you see? Have you seen the documentary? Did we talk about this we, yet? We we have probably referenced it. i have not seen it yet. That's that's part of the
1: other reason too. I went on the Kanye kick is because I want to be like n- fully knowledgeable of that early ish uh, early to early ish material before I go into it. Okay, yeah, because I, there's so much story behind 808 and Heartbreak and behind oh, yeah. my dark. Twisted, I mean, it's literally called My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Released the his mom died
0: like it's well 808s and heartbreaks was released the year his mom died oh
1: okay okay, okay.
0: yeah I, I, that's the heartbreak okay, component and okay it's definitely a departure oh um, and i think from,
1: it's, f- yeah i mean from graduation
0: yeah as i recall too it is there's no profanity on it
1: okay yeah yeah I, 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 I actually I,
0: that that's honestly that sounds like a kanye move right and and you know i may I may be mistaken some of the guest artists probably Engage in, but I remember you guys being very, very young. In fact, I think Love Lockdown" Down was oh, the yeah. first song that I remember Sabine like grooving to, <laughs> and definitely, you know, like she was it was that and um, a boom boom pow. Yeah. Oh, both, yeah. both, of the, both of those songs, those are were... Those,
1: those were popular ones in in the deal household. Yes, I believe I there's a video of me dancing to that at Papa Momo's too,
0: right? There, there, well, there's a video of you. Do you do you remember? Uh, there's a video of you I don't dancing think I want to. to Temperature. And it's by Sean Paul. Oh uh, uh, yes. 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 <laughs> and so, so you're rocking out, and we're we're watching you and kind of encouraging you. And Sabine, being the showboat that she is, decides that she's going to try to do the same thing as you, as you. So she dances for a minute, and then she just runs into the other room and bangs her head <laughs> on the couch like four times, just in her massive enthusiasm oh, and, and desire no. to be entertaining. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you saying? Um.
1: Uh, um. Actually. Uh. I feel like we've almost. We're still in the new style. We are. We are. We are still in the. um, All right. This is. This is a great song. Um, I think (laughs) it it is. It is the third of the seven singles. Okay. um, Oh wow. and, And yeah. And it. And. Um, I, have uh, I've left you on the hook again. I will, um. It doesn't uh, sound like a uh, single to me I at know, all. Right? I, I love will, it. But. I'll say most of the ones that, I mean, first off, this doesn't feel like an album of singles. No. Like, I, I would say that there are, in this album, uh, yeah, there, are, th- there are three singles. Okay, okay. I would say there are three singles in this album. Um, and I mean, this one, the previous one and the next one, the variety within their own style that they showcase is incredibly impressive.
0: Okay. Well, are we going to move on to craft? she's crafty? She's crafty.
1: she's crafty which i mean this the opening riff might be one of my
0: favorites on the album and of course it's a led zeppelin and of sample of course it's a zeppelin the, it's sample the, the, it's the ocean but it, yeah it, yeah it is it, ramp, it ramp, 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 ramp.
1: yeah like it this it's a badass it's, it's a, yeah. a sick way to start um just a a sick song right right like it, I, I i and and, and i mean uh it was funny actually uh you just mentioned um in in the uh, uh you just mentioned kind of in um like right before we started this uh you, you were kind of like you know it's it was hard getting notes for this mm-hmm. and that was definitely an issue that i had particularly with this song even though i love it so much it kind of gets it feels it starts feeling like sensory overload where once you get into the vibe all of a sudden you're like and i don't know what to say about it besides just it's a solid song
0: yeah my my beef with this song i think this isn't one of the songs that because i i, I saw them live um i want to say three times oh for sure three times as a matter of fact um yeah each of them uh, interesting in their own way um, each of the events i actually have a story for all three of them um yeah yeah, yeah. i gotta update my questions later. yeah yeah exactly but um the um the thing about this song that's that makes it makes it difficult is once again the questionable questionable lyrical content and the misogyny and I think that. Um that this is another one that they would have tried to get away from. Um, I love it. It's very, very clever, but it's, it, it definitely has that. And it might also just be that I'm becoming an old man. I'm sure there's plenty of song Once again, in terms of content that's out today, I'm sure there's plenty of other music that would make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. But um, but I, I still love it. I lo- I, it. This is another one, too, where I felt like I was so pleased to now have the background knowledge of knowing where these samples are coming from. But it feels a little key.
1: It does, but I mean, I I honestly um, I don't know if it was because because the song is loaded so close to the front that I listened to it so much mm-hmm. that it kind of it just it wore it it almost wore on me after a while where I was just like this is just the nature of in particular this song I was just like it's just it's just how they did it and the also the feeling of it being a debut album and of it honestly also feeling like I mean it this is an album for middle schoolers. Like I would, yeah. like I, I'm, I, I know sixth grade. You loved it, and it was probably very mentally mature to enjoy the <laughs> the <laughs> no, middle it school material. Yeah, but I mean, like that—that's what it. Like it, it, it. This is an album that heavily appeals to. Middle school, yeah, and and I
0: should say, and I don't know if it's right to put these two words together, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> that it's more of a playful misogyny <laughs> than, than, <laughs> that, that uh, you know. It, it, I don't think. Well, there's there's a song later on that comes up, but but it, it it it's just a little bit. Again, I think that less for me and more for them. It's something. It is one of the tracks that they probably came to regret because of that associate because uh, they were. Playful. Yeah and because it
1: also i remember there was a lot of the band i remember i think it was uh, i think it was mike d talking about how um how they wrote these songs and then they'd go to concerts that they'd sell out and they'd be like these are not the people we wanted to be our fans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) they'd be like
0: yeah no i think that led to a massive breakdown i think that's what why you saw why they kind of broke broke up and came back together and broke and 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 that their their recorded output is so is so minimal if you think about it in terms of the fact that they were a a recording entity for you know almost 30 years i don't know and when. they have maybe six albums right
1: one of which is an instrumental right and what one of which is a lot well i mean actually probably paul's boutique probably took a lot of work mm-hmm. but i mean the still the yeah the the, the teamwork can be
0: noticeably uh, lacking right um so do we move on to to posse in effect
1: Yes, yes, y'all, yo. yo, and you don't, you don't. stop. different from everything else we've had before it's for this is i would say this is the beginning of the dense songs i'd say this is the beginning of and not that it's overly long but this would be the beginning of the song where it kind of ended and i really just kind of felt like all right that happened right like it really really just kind of felt like all right i guess i i guess the posse is in effect
0: yeah, it, it does have one of my favorite lines in it where he says, I've got a girl in a castle and one in a pagoda. <laughs> you know I got rhymes like Abe Pagoda. <laughs> And it's such a clever play on words because, by the way, Abe Pagoda was like an old man uh, actor at the time. He did not he did not have rhymes. He did not. <laughs> but uh, they were actually able to to, to rhyme Pagoda and Pagoda and keep it rolling. So that's one of the things that, that I definitely like about it. Um, it continues to be be playful and awesome. I didn't write down any other lines. Um if if you if if our words are not convincing you to listen to this album, I highly recommend <laughs> it. To, I would hope you listen to it before listening to this. Right, I mean, exactly. Or you can listen to this, and then the, and then you can listen to that, and then you can they, come they back listen. and listen to this again, and you'll see exactly how clever uh, we were in our assessment of these uh, lovely songs. But I I think we're gonna move on to Slow Ride. Yeah. Which I mean I am. Um... I'm annoyed by
1: this hook. This this is this is probably all right. So um, uh, another issue that I had with both Posse and affected and with a few other songs on this album is the lack of what I would call a good hook. Okay. Like or even the lack of a hook in general. Like it just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. This I just don't like the hook. It's just not the the I I assume it's a sample. Yeah, it's low rider. It's low. Yeah, I I know I. You, you know lowrider right i do know lowrider. Okay. i know it as well as i know Freebird. i okay, i don't yeah. like <laughs> i i don't like i i don't i don't like this hook i think that once the lyrics start going it's good um yeah
0: See, this is the first song that sounds like it could be multiple to- separate tunes to me. It yeah. feels like it has... It's like a sweet almost It um, And it's something that they then move on to um, in Paul's Boutique. They have a B-Boy Bullya bass song that is basically... I think it's like nine minutes long or something like that, but it's clearly... But, you know, it it's... this is that and stairway to heaven. Like you gotta. Well, no, I was gonna economy say economy of time. Uh, no, I was gonna say more Jesus Suburbia style with uh, B Boy Bully bass. Oh, that,
1: right? that's another great, another example of a fantastic song. Right, so, <laughs> economy of time.
0: Right, okay. Three of the greatest songs of all time. Oh, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, and I think I think we're gonna keep going with girls. With girls. Go!
1: Single number seven. Lucky number seven. Eek. Terrible idea for a radio single. Horrible. I mean, this uh, <laughs> this is a pretty hilarious song. I mean, I feel like this established... I believe it was during Guns N' Roses when we explained what a cool guy is. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's... <laughs> They're pretty cool. Uh,
0: never performed live. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if there's a song for them to be ashamed of, it would be this one. Because not only... Is it hideous with regard to the lyrics? I mean, they're literally saying girls to do the dishes. Girls to do the laundry. Girls to clean up my room. I mean, it, or Zeppelin, clean the bathroom. Yeah, or yeah. clean the bathroom. Um, it, it, it is it is absolutely hideous. But man, it's awfully catchy, it's too. So catchy. <laughs> it's so catchy. But it, it's like a circus tune catchy. And... It's funny, too. But I, I cannot imagine how tolerant my parents were because I remember my like my parents being sketchy about me having this album at all. And I remember my mom hearing this song and me being nonplussed and not right realizing at it like all. Like
1: it's what, 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 it's got a
0: good beat. And me possibly even laughing at her for thinking that this was unacceptable. Offensive? Yeah, 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 exactly. And she was super chill about it. It wasn't like she was like throw that away or anything like that. But um yeah, this was a it, high level cringe here. Um but catchy again. But catchy. Yeah, the beat
1: is great and I mean it, it that just
0: that just makes it worth it. Does it, it sound it does it sound like circus music a little bit it to you? It totally okay. does.
1: And it feels honestly of all the this is an album that even though some some tracks feel a little long this is an album that feels very much so worked on. This feels like a throwaway track. This feels like literally someone was like, What should we do next? And they were like, I don't know, I'll hit the keyboard for a few minutes and we'll see what comes out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I am not a fan of this this song in any way, shape, or form. It's no no-bone movies. Uh no, I you know what? I, I think no bone movies is better.
1: By uh, far, I would say uh, way the, better. the
0: composition of no-bone yeah, yeah. movies
1: is definitely
0: but lyrically, lyrically it's lyrically, so...
1: it's, it's 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 no uh, giving a dog a bone. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot for the No Bone movies, it's like my pulsing membrane yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. That, that one is a little bit more um, off-putting. Um, and we move on to
1: Fight for Your Right. The middle schooler song oh yeah this, this was I the mean, one that hooked me yeah i i bet this is i mean this is i mean this album has two songs that have defined the beat that when anyone says Beastie boys someone will know two songs on this album this is one of them
0: oh that is absolutely true and um this you know i always like to humble brag point out the tunes that i've played live and um this one is so fun to play I bet live people and lose pe- it People, well, you know. They, they get I, excited. Yeah, I you, might, saying, you might get a, yeah, from yeah, the crowd, yeah, yeah. but
1: I don't think I no, quite, no mosh pits are
0: starting. I, yeah, I don't think I quite have the draw <laughs> to, to, to lose it. I put it this way. As I recall, it was most often played at the drive-in. Let's go. Um, but um, it, I think it is funny that it makes it, there's a reference to a porno mag. Um, and um, Played at PE, didn't you say
1: earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the one, yeah.
0: Um, and that's um, when we used to do it. It, it, he'd say the porno mag line, line, and then I'd say, "Does even does anyone even have those anymore?" <laughs> and then same thing with which I always thought it was badass that uh, mom, you're just jealous. We're with the, the Beastie, beastie boys. boys. Like that that, that line was, is so that line's still cool. It's so I will iconic. Defend that line. It, for... Well, and uh, the band that I was in called, was was called Los Patrones, and so it was, "Mom, you're just jealous." We're Los Patrones. So that that was it. Was it was always awesome to do that? But yeah, like that from a debut album. That's an awesome line to have. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they're that confident that that they're like, you're going to know who we are. Oh yeah. 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 Um, This also, we can uh, thank uh, Rick Rubin for this. Rick Rubin, in addition to um, the other things that I've mentioned, he was also the um, producer for Slayer at the time. All right. And so the guitar solo and the guitar parts done I by Carrie King from from Slayer, who um, also um, meets an early demise in the Studio Six 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 film that the Foo Fighters <laughs> just came out. They they put <laughs> Carrie King in as a uh, cameo, and he 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 doesn't make it to the end. Let's no. just, let's just put it that way. All right.
1: Well, um, I'm I'm oh um, uh, you want to know something else about the song? Go ahead. Solo, incredibly approachable
0: uh well i know because i played it because you played it
1: anything you can hum
0: you can, can play right,
1: right i've used that looks like uh, one of my friends now in um in a p- in piano mm. like at school and the the, the the um it's a dumping ground class the <laughs> people who were like oh like in the piano it's i i enjoyed guitar because i did what i because i just played what i wanted it is a dumping ground class and i was trying to pitch the look anything you can hum you can play and it, it wasn't hooking sadly Right. But it, it, I, I've been I've been trying to uh, proliferate that logic to my uh, more mu- slightly musically inclined friends to hopefully convince them to pick up an instrument and may- maybe. Throw some Black Sabbath in.
0: Well, the thing is, it's true that anything you can hum, you can play, especially if you have sheet music to it. So I, I don't know that there's anything you can hum that you can pick out because I don't know that I'm a good oh, enough. No. merchant. but, but no. I'm just saying
1: that, that anything you can hum, someone could be like here, <laughs> and you could be like, you're
0: getting your humming the. All sound. right, we both got our humming Me. in because I did the <laughs> did that
1: <"Wah, laughs> exactly. All right, um, and this is a this this one and of course the next one no. are. Pure rage against machines. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, like it's, it, I, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, there would be no rage against machines without, without the this Beastie album Boys. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Are so, you ready? no sleep till Brooklyn. No sleep till Brooklyn.
1: By the way, I actually. By the way, um, tonight I am uh, is our uh, senior class trip, and I'm going to Disneyland, and we are leaving at 11:45. Um, I had a friend, and we are going to drive all the way to Anaheim on a bus. Get there at about you know six seven in the morning. I had a friend ask me, he goes, "I'm gonna download a TV show. What are you gonna do on the bus? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sleep. Right. Good, good. I was gonna say, I hope that we do that, <laughs> that uh, it's th- midnight." Right. Like the bus is arriving at the school at 11.45.
0: Yeah, there there um, was a time when I was unwise enough to think that I could go through the night or, no. like, stay up till 2.30 <laughs> and then work at 6 in the morning or something like that. And those days are long <laughs> behind me. Long behind me. Um, those so,
1: days never existed for me. Well, yeah. I don't know. We're not in college yet. We'll see what happens.
0: You'll see. You'll see what happens. There just might be something exciting that you're doing, and you may have... To work the next day, and you may have and some just, friends who encourage and you and to make may, some you poor may just decisions. White knuckle it. Right, right. right. <laughs> or you think you're gonna white knuckle it. What ends up happening <laughs> instead, though, you call in at 6 15 in the morning saying, Ugh, I'm sick. <laughs> um All so right. one once again, rocking with Ruben and King. Rick Ruben's in charge of this one. King does the solo again. This one I have never played. I've played it privately by myself, but I've never played it live. I would love to. And one of the things that sticks out to me about this song is um, this was pre me knowing who the Beatles were. I knew who the Beatles were, but, but I wouldn't but you have been did, that yeah, familiar yeah, yeah, yeah. with them. And when they say rocking this party eight days a week, I thought that was the epitome of cleverness. <laughs> and like, it was just so such a cool line. And it's funny that there's so much theft that goes on. Yeah. You know,
1: um, I mean, at least they're upfront about it with the Ryman and stealing. Like, right, right, right. They're, they're not, they're, I, they're, they're no Robert playing Jimmy Page. Who's just right. like, here, well, we'll, we'll, we'll they're <laughs> just stealing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like, what's the lyric? Oh, it's a whole lot of, it's It's a lot of love. We'll do a whole lot of love. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a totally different thing. Well, it reminds me. I've had to um, talk to my, my, a couple of different students in my class about like plagiar, uh, plagiarism. plagiarism. <laughs> and I'm like, you little turds. Like, all I have to do is highlight it and press explore and it's all there. And I've caught enough kids now who like just moved a couple of words around. And I'm like, hey, okay, that's fine. I'll, I that's fine some effort you, went into you, this you've done some effort you didn't straight up steal it but hey they at least it, read it while they were editing it. right right <laughs> hey talk to your english teacher because i have a feeling that other teachers are not going to be as lax as i am about this so i just don't want you to be in trouble in the well, future I, I doubt they'll be in ap classes i feel like those who are doing that probably are not, are not. stepping out but uh, you never know you never, you know. never know right they're- maybe maybe they're you know gonna turn over another leaf i don't I, who knows? I'm not in charge of that. All I know is that I, given the choice, I would sleep before Brooklyn. We should probably talk about
1: uh and um. Hmm. I mean, also a uh, thing that I remember thinking of, like after re-listening and re-listening to this album, is that I think this is the B side at this point. Yes, for sure. Um, and I mean, I think this is one of the few songs on the B side, besides the final track, that has a finale, like mm. that has a real and true it's like boom. And it's over. All the others, I feel. I, I feel. I'm double checking, but I really do. Uh, besides, and and Brass Monkey. This one and Brass Monkey. I feel like. Besides that, it's very much so. This one, Brass Monkey. Time to get ill. The list is getting longer as we go. Um, <laughs> but like, I feel like they they just kind of end, mm-hmm. and that has different effects depending on the song.
0: Okay, I I, are I did not take note of that. So I will not disagree. But
1: I also think though that my my noting of that is an effect of listening to more modern hip-hop and modern rap. And I feel like it really, it really, I feel like also, well, actually, you know what? We'll, let's just go into Paul Revere, and then I'll talk about it more there. Because, like, okay. my, because, yeah. Paul Revere.
0: That brothers you know so well, it started way back in history with that rap. <laughs>
1: the third single in fact or i think third single. i might have said third yeah. single already uh, it is a single definitely. okay that's it's one of the seven um also one of my the friend that i was uh potentially gonna have on uh their favorite song on this album
0: uh yeah i i would say that when this was out it was my favorite song on the album it was the easiest one to memorize um because it's narrative I, yes, yes. which.
1: Um, This, this uh, person came up earlier today, um, but I was thinking of it about a week ago. Um, I would even call the storytelling, it it reminds me of, um, of Bunny and the guy in the restaurant from Pulp Fiction. Mm. Very like the the story kind of the storyline of it. Interesting. Sp- oh yeah, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. generally the robbing, the robbing aspect, but like the, the telling and the kind of the craziness and how it all loops back, and like these people, and it's kind of how like Samuel L. Jackson and Bunny meet in the this random ass restaurant in the middle of nowhere, and it all all ties back together. Ve- very Tarantino esque.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I used to love this song when I was a kid. I I, I will say that um, it wasn't until uh, years later that I realized the uh, very troubling. Um, imagery of did it like this did it like that did it with a wiffle ball bat That not the worst song on the album but right, right. not the worst
1: lyric on the album no
0: but no but definitely it, it, definitely a teeth clencher it raised the eyebrows a little bit well actually um as recently as five years ago i actually performed this at a rally um in Oh really? Yeah, oh,
1: oh, I, I thought it was just the Bruno Mars or no. Not, no, I
0: did that too. Did oh, that yeah. too? Oh, of course. I, I, I tend to be willing to perform at rallies. But um the the interesting thing about it is Did you so, have a partner? Uh, was, yeah, had it was a partners. group of three. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course, of yeah, course yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Um Mr. Reed, I was Mr. Reed, yes indeed. And another teacher uh who's who's actually not there on campus anymore, but he was probably one of the most popular teachers on campus. And we actually Had we did it? We came up with it like four days or so before because his son was like the rally commissioner and had not chosen anybody to, uh, or wasn't lining up all his business. So we got asked to do it. They did, um, cut the line about the wiffle ball pad <laughs> and um, the pull at his shotgun. We were not able to do that part, but basically we were all the three beastie boys. And um, yes, I remembered every thing. I was Mike D in this case, um, but, um, but it, I really, really enjoyed it. And it seemed to hold up. The, th- the thing is, is kids don't even need to know it for them to know that it's hip-hop it's fun it's cool it's got a narrative
1: and and that's why i think this is the perfect song to talk about the age of this album okay and talk about the age of it because i love this song and this is i would say the this is the beginning of the end like, where, where it's like, this is the beginning of, like, n- heavily noticing the age, but where I'm still like, I really love this song.
0: Well, it's definitely very basic, primitive rap. Yes, The entire album oh, is totally. very primitive and, compared to anything that anyone's doing these days.
1: And the primitive nature, I, f- I, feel, I feel like that, the primitive nature makes this, I mean, the perfect um, album, I feel like, for bridging the gap. Because mm-hmm. it, it was at such a formative time for you, mm-hmm. and then me looking at it now, after after just know, knowing a lot more and knowing what's come after and knowing what's affected it and it's made not as much this song but definitely the ones that come after it in this album feel incredibly dated and it is definitely and i would say a big factor for me is the the is the the fact that it just kind of ends now this is a now this is a story song so it, it doesn't i don't feel like it needs a bang mm-hmm. ending but like the like hold it now, hit it slow and, and slow and low are just are, co- are compared to the, even compared just to this weird, slow, forgettable and strange. And I feel like show the age of this album so prominently, mainly juxtaposed by this song, which shows its age, but is aged much more finely. Uh,
0: yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. Uh, talked yeah. For a yeah while. You know, no, no, no. no I, I think that definitely made sense. Um, I agree that those other examples that we'll talk about later um, are not as cohesive, but I, I feel the same way about that, that I felt this one, that I felt about um, uh, the new style okay. that when I was surprised that it was a single, you know, I, I think it works. Oh yeah. Or, this is
1: not radio friendly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, but, and same thing with uh posse and effect that, um that i feel like they they work as a piece of the album uh, by the way i'm kind of getting distracted because we're talking about paul revere actually right. so i was I, I apologize um the the other thing that i was going to say about it in addition to that being primitive i think that it is so primitive that the only way they work as artists is together i think if any w- single one of them was trying oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be a yeah. primary lyricist, it wouldn't work. It only works because they bounce off of each other. Yeah, they aren't the Beatles. Right. what we're right. saying. Right, exactly. They're, they're, or Queen. They're, they're no Queen. Right. They're
1: no, well, that, that would be absurd. <laughs> that would be just <laughs> stupid.
0: Uh, let's move on. to hold it, now hit it.
1: Which I have clearly established as my favorite song. Right, right. right. <laughs> which I mean, like the I mean i so specifically I like I really noticed it when I was listening to my Dark Twisted Fantasy, um, and just noticing, which I mean that that is um that is a different like the not even the lyrics the composition production the production is so fundamentally different and i mean that was honestly what i thought every time i listened to the song was i could be listening to all the lights out or i could be listening to all power lights, yeah. or i could be listening to um from a different album but i could be listening to roses from late registration like that was all i could think of really when i was li- i'm i'm sorry to say like that was all i could think of was i could be listening to other newer and honestly better hip-hop and rap.
0: By the way, the one that bangs from my Dark Twisted Fantasy, as I recall it's on this album, is Monster. Yes. That one yes, that one is just... Yes. yes just, that is a monster. And the thing is about it um, is that like, so uh, I don't think that um, Kanye West is that good a rapper at all but um but I, i'm increasingly disagreeing with you by the way the more i the this, we'll
1: come back to this when we eventually do repeats but but let's, let's just say
0: i'm okay. increasingly disagreeing point being that i remember listening to it and thinking you know what he's doing he's doing pretty good on there. he's killing it and then all of a sudden jay-z comes on and jay-z just <laughs> tears through and then uh what's her name nikki minaj yes just devours that whole thing. The, the, my only regret, about, I know that we're, this is not the album that we're talking about. But my only regret with that track is I feel like is it Rick Ross at the end? Yes, where he just mutters or his way through the video. I think so. I think it is Rick Ross. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. And as you can tell, I'm getting away from "Hold It Now, Hit It." Um, the thing that struck me about this one, and I'm sorry because I'm a fan. But my goodness, King Ad Rock's voice is so obnoxious <laughs> and grating. Yeah. Um. It it is. It's terrible. Um. And it all it made me think about once. It's kind of the same thing that I was saying previously about how it requires all three of them in order to, um, in order to oh, yeah, actually sound Rick Ross. It yes, is Rick, Rick Ross. Ross. Yeah, yeah. So I can move on.
1: All right. Yeah. I'm totally. Let's move on to Brass Monkey. Which, uh, similar to Night Train, named after an alcoholic beverage that they just really enjoyed.
0: Right, right. Uh, It is my least favorite track on the album and it was one of the really? more it was one of the more popular tracks it was if there was a beastie boy song played at a dance in high school it was brass in monkey? junior high it was it was brass monkey wow uh, yeah uh, i've just always thought that it was annoying and grating this is, it's it's very popular too and uh, again i'm a fan of them but
1: i enjoy this i i enjoy this song um i it is no it is nowhere near as good as um as of course no, no sleep till brooklyn but if you're right, I would say I, I like I like the first three tracks in this album. Of course you do also. I like mm. the first three tracks in this album better than this song. But I mean, I I I thoroughly enjoy this song. I think it's very radio friendly, which is of course which is of course proven. And um I I I I really like it.
0: Yeah, I understand that I'm the minority here for sure. I mean, based on every single high school dance, yes. it I'm, must be the case. Um, it's
1: very danceable for th- those of us like me that that are not um, da- dancers.
0: You're right. It does. It does kind of give you. Uh, it, I mean, done, done, right, right, done, 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 done. Right. Dun. Well, and that's one thing about it that someone you, could maybe do
1: the macarena to it.
0: Juan could definitely do the macarena to it. Um, that it was. It's very very bass heavy. And this would be the sort of song that one could play or would play to show off one's stereo system at yes. the time. Um, and you could boom, it, it would rattle. While Such a doing... lot of love. Yeah, well, I, I would argue. Well, no, just in terms of bass, period. Oh, yeah. You know, the boom, boom. Um, same thing with the, the follow-up song, Slow and Low sounds like it is made to be like a low rider. Slow and Low, that is a tempo. Slow uh, and Low. Yeah, well, I guess we uh, should.
1: You want to move on? I have nothing else to say.
0: Okay, go for it. Slow and Low. uh and what were you saying uh, uh just the, i i could imagine someone um riding around town in like a low rider and just blasting the song and that all someone who's outside the car would just hear is um i mean I,
1: I feel like i mean i I feel, I feel like girls is i mean we agree girls is the one they should have axed mm. but i mean like i feel like this album goes one track too long And I mean, like after Brass Monkey, I was ready for it to be, it it was, it was, it was time time to get ill. And like, I feel like this song is just, it feels, it feels forgettable. It feels, and it's, and that's because I feel like it's too similar to everything else on the album. Like it feels like everything, like, it it feels like if you like maybe swap slow and low with something else, that song would then have the same, the same purpose as it. It would be a weird forgettable thing that just comes before the ending.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's very hooky, and I think it's it's strong. It, it, it does it, have one
1: of the stronger hooks. Of, right. the, of the ones that I am not a fan of, it definitely has one of the stronger hooks.
0: Right, and the chorus, I mean, you hear it once, and you can sing along to the chorus. Oh, and so yeah. I, I think that's helpful. Um, this It's hard for me to separate this, and that's why I was also less likely to be critical of Hold It, Now Hit It. It's hard for me to separate these songs from the context of the album itself. Like I said, it was on an LP. So if I turned it on, I would listen to it all the way through. Yeah. So I am I was able to do that disaggregation a little bit more with something like Brass Monkey because I'd heard it in isolation so on the many radio. times. Yeah, so yeah, much. yeah. So, so it's a little bit different in terms of my experience. And also, to be honest, I might uh, uh, retract my statement about recommending Paul's Boutique to you. I'm down Be, with that because <laughs> because Paul's boutique is a lot like this, and you know, like in terms of it's it's holistically um, a big deal rather than particular chunks. And um,
1: sounds good. I'm, I don't. I'm down for that. I got I got a lot of Kanye to listen to, okay. so <laughs> I will spend my time listening to that. All right. And um, I, I believe it's time to
0: get ill. Time to get ill.
1: Time to get ill. And what's the time? It's time to get ill. So what's the time? It's time to get ill this is i mean this does not feel like a throwaway end track no, I, no. I, like i mean i mean it's the title of the i mean it's the title of the album well um, I, they, I they get it. their license first they, yeah they got the license and now it's time to <laughs> Ill, which i love i love that phrase so much I, I love that phrase so much like the thought of being you're a licensed to ill <laughs> or like like to start illing. it's almost it's not as good as straight up lamping. no 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 <laughs>
0: What are you doing? Lamping. Straight up lamping.
1: <laughs> but I it, it, and I think this it's a solid song. It's a solid it's way to end song. an album. It's a party song. Um I I, I really enjoy not only I really enjoyed this track, I have really enjoyed re listening to this album.
0: hmm Well, I like that um it's funny. This is the one it's got. Does this? Do you, do you remember? Is this the one with the Mr. Ed sample, or is it I don't, the previous I, one?
1: I, I don't know because um, I, I am I am looking up who Mr. Ed is.
0: Oh my goodness! Well, that's another bridging the gap sort of thing. Um, so you you definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have noticed it. I'm pretty sure it's this one because this also has the down on the corner. Is it a sitcom? It, it was a sitcom with a talking horse, and his oh. name was Mr. Ed, and um it had a very it's had a, like a goofy sort of farm type of thing like it, bojack right 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 uh, but well no there's no doubt about it that bojack is influenced by by mr ed or you know in terms of just what the concept is and the the, the horse well i mean there's not really much to the concept Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a talking horse <laughs> it's a talking horse
1: <laughs> it's almost like it was an early 60s sitcom yeah yeah yeah,
0: right but i remember being very funny when i was a kid and that, that they would um you know get the horse to talk by giving it peanut butter in real life, you know, like that's yeah, how yeah, they're yeah. might as will be doing, doing the right, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so then they just cut in, and um, I remember it being the height of funny, um, as, as a young kid, but we had fewer options than you yeah, 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 do yeah, now yeah. for listening yeah. for watching things. I
1: reference back to my friend who's downloading a show tonight to watch on the bus, right? <laughs> Gap, yeah, we
0: were not, we did not have that sort of um opportunity. Um, love the song, love the album. Um, I don't know. That I'll ever listen to the album again though
1: I don't think I so here's the thing I listen to this album um I had to actively decide to listen to this album um m- probably more than I have actively said to listen to any of our other albums and that it was like I made the decision early on I was like I have to listen to this um more often um like I have to listen to this as often as I listen to like Led Zeppelin 2 which Led Zeppelin 2 um I mean we have been on a run. Of I must say over the past few weeks of doing some phenomenal albums. Um, this is not on that list. But um, like I listened to this album as much as I listened to any of those phenomenal albums because I knew I just this took a lot of work. And I, I feel like that work really paid
0: off today. Good. Well, I'm glad. I I love the album. I I but I it's hard for me to separate my just feelings of nostalgia for it yeah. with um, with what I mean, it actually is. That'll be me and Post
1: Malone in 20 years. I'm
0: sure. And and having listened to it like, you know, 500 times in my life, I'm sure. I just, there's nothing left for me to discover, I don't think. Now, it's funny that I'm I'm saying that when, of course, having gone back and listened to it all these times now – I discovered a ton because I discovered um, all of the samples and was able to think about things in a little bit more context and a little bit more uh, concretely um, than as a kid, like the eight days a week thing or the wiffle ball bat thing or any number of things that just kind of blew by. And I can't say for certain that it's that I wasn't paying attention. I just, it's just one of those things that you don't gather that much, but I don't, I also, I guess I don't envision a scenario like socially where I would turn it yeah, on, yeah. Where you'd be like, "This
1: one's a beastie boy." Right, right,
0: license ill. Um, I would go back and check out um one of their other albums for sure. Paul's boutique. Uh, Paul's boutique probably. Um, check your head. I'm curious that and ill communication are both ones that that I think were strong, um, uh, but very different. And then hello nasty is going to be the one that is that most in my mind mirrors on um, Paul's boutique. So they kind of go back to a non instrumental style with that Hello Nasty and I remember that being the they have they have two other um legit albums that come out after that other than the the instrumental Yes. Album. Uh
1: and before we end, I have two questions for you actually. Okay. Um uh first off is something I I'd, I'd, I'd like to um I'd like to start off just doing in general. Um favorite song, least favorite song, underrated,
0: overrated. So what's your favorite song? Favorite song on this album? Um Duh! I don't know why I had to confirm that. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, probably no sleep till Brooklyn and least favorites. Uh, Br- Brass girls. monkey. Oh, uh, or well, girls. Yeah, girl. Uh, it depends. It's an even split. Yeah, it's yeah. Girls is embarrassing. Brass monkey, I don't like. So. And um,
1: underrated,
0: or also just didn't think about before going into this. The one that surprised you. Um, you know, I'm afraid that in this instance, I'm not being uh, purposely um, challenging or difficult, but it's first time we're doing this right right and i uh, the but that I, I i can't re i don't think i can answer that because it's all such a personal album to me all right. i don't I, I don't think i'm maybe, capable of that. Maybe, El- maybe
1: elton john will have that for next oh i week. think so i think uh, so she's crafty by the way for underrated uh, did okay. Did yeah. not expect that to be as good as I, um, a, 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 as I, as I thought it would end up being.
0: Yeah, and I didn't mean to be too derogatory about it. It was just of of the songs that are problematic. It was the first one that popped up, and so it was the first one where I was like, "Oh, well." Mm. And then, uh, overrated. Overrated.
1: Uh, brass
0: monkey. Brass monkey. Br- I said brass monkey and right. most most All right. And I believe, if I recall correctly, that brass monkey was one that they did continue to continue to play.
1: Yes. And uh, my final question, um would you rather re listen to fully one more time this album or the college dropout?
0: College dropout. Right. Uh, I had far more to uh, that's the Kanye West one. Um, yeah. Last I, week. Yeah. I had far more. Um, you know, there there are f- still more re- uh, revelations that could be had in, in my re listening to, to that one. And I don't think there's anything for me to re listen to this one.
1: The one. Then, then I guess because I haven't gotten the answer I wanted yet. And um, I guess okay. the question I'll ask is um, which one did you enjoy more prepping for, this or the college dropout?
0: Again college dropout because I, I love to hear it. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was the the uh it was but it was more revelatory. Um the I I enjoy part of the reason why I want to do this is so that I listen to new music. And I guess it's my fault because I've uh, you know hesitated in choosing something that is new because I can't vouch for it and if they're my choices I want to be able to vouch for them. That makes and sense. So that's one of the reasons why I'm particularly excited about next week. Uh, with Elton, Honky Chateau by Elton John, which um, I, I have to admit that before I began this process, I only knew two songs on that album, and so it was—it's all new to me. I'm sure uh, I, I'll repeat myself. I knew
1: I knew uh, one song on this album before
0: uh, listening to it to decide whether or not we should pick it. So it'll—it'll it'll be a fun week. All right. Well, that sounds good. Um, do you have anything else to close us out with, with regard to the Beastie Boys? Or... Um,
1: I—I do not. Um, honestly. This is a fun prep week that that I feel like that that's the this is a fun prep week to an album that I will honestly probably also um not
0: put on again. <laughs> but it was a fun prep week. I got to say. Well, if anyone has any recommendations for us, any suggestions, anything like that, just remember that you can contact us at btgpodcast podcast 123 at gmail.com we do answer all all letters yep. um and um we also would respond to any tweets our our twitter activity has been minimal as of late we've also minimal to talk about right right so but 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 you know we do still get um notifications on our phones yes, so if somebody were to tweet at btg podcast 123 uh you can pretty much guarantee you that, will get a response that one of us will respond we'll make the time at least one of us and we might even get jimbo to respond exactly
1: all right. Um, you have a closing line for us?
0: I do. Remember, well, have a great week. And remember, once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. See you guys around.